Okay, Shavua Tov, everyone. Baruch Hashem. Thank you for coming. I'm sorry about the last second change of location. Everyone's doing their best. Um, but Baruch Hashem, we, we, no matter what, we have to... We, have to, we, have, we saved you a safer. Yeah, yeah. Came. Yeah. Baruch Hashem. Um, the truth is, my... my uh, Page is different than yours. What 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 page is it on? If we're doing ot uh, tet, that's on the photocopy. It's a little bit different on the sefer. Huh? Mem gimel. In the sefer, wait. So no one has a sefer, you know? And baya. We're we're starting today um, ot tet. Okay, meachus. We, we've done a lot, a lot the last few weeks on redefining <coughs> what tshuva means on redefining what tshuva means, on understanding what chayut pnimit means, inner, inner sense of feeling alive, of hitkashut HaKadosh Baruch Sorry. <coughs> and last week we spoke about the need to try to understand Av and Ben. Looking at HaKadosh Baruch Hu as an Av and Ben, we, and this year we, we, we just said Ima and, and Bat, and looking at it like that, and again, it triggered some things, because for certain people, looking at things like Av and Ben, or Em and Bat, does not bring out the, the sense of, oh, I can lean on you, and it's Ahava but it doesn't matter. Whatever the imagery is, for our, for, for our sake, to try to understand that when you talk about Shuva, it always has to be in the context of understanding that it's coming back to Abba, or to Ima. It has to be, it has to be put like that. On Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, it's true, there's like a cherda, there's like a yir'ah. Are there more chairs over there? Oh, and there's, there's in the back over there. There's a lot of chairs. Okay, good. I'm just putting this. It does sometimes get stuff. Forget about how to record. It just gets a little stuffy. So if it does, tell me, okay? We'll, we'll turn it off. Wait, 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 you're stuck in the bathroom over there. It's not. It's not good. <laughs> come, 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 come forward. I can't see any. Come. You don't come here to hide. <laughs> this is the last place you come to hide. You remember the example we gave last week? We were speaking about that you could have people that are learning Torah day and night, and then you stop in the middle and you say, what about this whole other world called Chiyut Pnimit? And they're saying, what are you talking about? It's not part of the program. <clears throat> it's not an obligation. I don't have to have that. I have to learn Torah and keep mitzvahs. So imagine, in that context, if a person had a certain thing's a list that they were asked by their father or their mother to do. This is a good way to understand this. And you were Yotze, the list. You did everything that was more or said on the list. And then you stopped someone and you said, did, you, did it make you feel, did you feel anything in the moment that you were actually doing something for your parent? Did that fill anything inside of you? Did it do anything to you inside? Like... Yeah, my, when we spoke about this last week, the privilege that we have, I don't know what, at what age this happens, but the privilege that we have at a certain age to do something for our parent. 
till a certain age, it doesn't really mean that much. Then at a certain age, I don't know if it's when we become parents, but there is a certain switch where it's like, oh my God, I get to do something for my, for my parent. I get to do something for my parent. You know what? I need to come here and... So again, I don't know at what I don't know what age this happens, but I do know the following thing, and I'll share with you. And it's a little bit. I know it's going to strike a chord by by some of you, but I feel it's I feel it's important. But mechila, if I say anything that not 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 hurts, but maybe gets a little bit, um, you know what I mean. My father lost his father when he was fourteen. That's why I'm named after my father's father. My father had moved to Eretz Yisrael when he was fourteen. Alone, it was what's called Aliyat Hanor. It's a very, actually, like a, a, a big hitlavut things. It was happening all over the world, and there was a bunch of kids that were moving to Israel from South America. My father was from Argentina. There were kids from Uruguay, from Brazil. There was all this these kids that were sent by their parents to go to Eretz Israel, Aliyat Hanor, and then after, and then the, I guess the plan was is that later on the parents would join. A lot of these parents were basically they were these were people that. You know, ran away from World War II. Like my grandparents, basically made it through World War II and then moved to Argentina in '48, together with a bunch of Germans. Also, my father grew up with a bunch of Nazis also in Argentina. Is this a program, or they just have their? Kids? It was a program from the Sochnuta Yehudit. It was a program based out of the out of the Jewish agency, if I remember correctly. Okay, so my father makes aliyah, and he's 14 years old. He makes aliyah to a place. I spoke about it with Yoni called Yemin Ord. Yeah, I spoke about it with Mordechai also, yeah. That was where my father moved, when he was 14. My grand... 1962. When my, now, a few... During that year, I guess it would be maybe three months later, my grandfather died. It took a month for my father to find out, because back then there was no... So it's a whole halachic shayla about Shmua Rechoka, Shmua Krova... Regarding Avelus, this actually brought down an Allah. How long do you sit Shiva for? If you find out about it after 30 days or after a week, it's Shilaneda. And my grandmother never left at Buenos Aires. She died in Buenos Aires uh, about 20 years ago, <clears throat> 19 years ago. And my uncle never left. This was my father, my brother. My uncle passed away a few years ago as well. But my father basically grew up in Israel. Until like 19, till like about 10, 12 years later, he moved to America and he, whatever, it's a, it's a whole long story, but that's where he met, you know, our uh, mutual friends. Anyway, a few years ago, I, I did something very simple for my father. I don't know what it was. It's like, it wasn't such a, it stands, hopefully I did more than just one thing in the last year, but I, this thing stood out. And he said, lo, lo, so I, I turned to him, and I, I don't know why. I mean, it was definitely a jolting moment. I said, Abba, if you were able to do something for your father right now, what would you give to be able to do something for your father? Water work, mamish. I didn't realize. Sometimes I have to be a little bit more restrained with, with these, you know. But it was a moment that I just wanted to express to my Abba that there's nothing so big of me that I'm doing something. This is, you would do anything in the world, Abba. Like, let's, let's call it for what it is, right? Now, 
Can you imagine thinking like that when it comes to the opportunity to do a mitzvah and the father is Hashem and it's doing something for your father? Can you imagine that? Just stop all the way you function with Torah and mitzvahs and put that in the context of what would you be, if, if you weren't able to do a mitzvah, but now you are able to do it, wouldn't, that, wouldn't you do anything in the world if that's how you understand how the function of Torah and mitzvahs work? Say Yafeh. So this Sefer is basically a knocking on the door of anyone that's been keeping Torah and mitzvahs and saying, now reframe the context of how you keep Torah and mitzvahs. Plug this in. Trusty. He's saying, trust us. You want this. Because in Olam Haba, guess what you can't do? Mitzvahs. Because <laughs> there aren't any. There'll be a time where your soul is not able to clothe itself or to connect to the Ratzon of Hashem through a mitzvah. There'll be a time like that. But now you could do it. So, but, the, but the thing is, you hear Abba or Ima when you're thinking of a, of a mitzvah. So that was what we... I, mean, I didn't bring that example last week, but that's more or less how, how we ended last week. This is, he says, this is the introductory into what's called Chaim Pnimim, an inner, an inner world, an inner world of living, an inner world of acting, an inner world of learning, and an inner world of yearning, which is what we all in our Hashemahs are longing for so much. And this is, meant, this is meant for people that are okay with realizing, maybe for 20 years I thought it was a certain way, but I'm so happy that someone came and knocked on my door and told me, There's a whole other world you haven't even seen yet. Okay. We're saying all that, now we're going to go to the word of, this, of the shir, which is living tshuva. What does, that, what does that mean in the context that we just brought about right now? So it's otet, and the page is in front of you. And then the sefer, if you have the sefer, what did someone say, daf mem gimel? Okay, otet, it's the same, same lashon. Okay. Halashon tshuva umilashon lashuv. When we say tshuva, everyone, you know, there's two ways of understanding this. One is repentance, not so happy, not so inviting. And then there's coming home. Lashuv. Tshuva. Lashuv. Same thing, Shabbos. Lashuv. Bless you. Lehechan lashuv. What am I returning to? Lakadosh Baruch Hu. I'm coming back to Abba. And again, I'm coming back to the ability to do something for Abba. The ability, the choice to do something for Abba, for Ima, whatever you need to put in this. Okay? Usually, the way we understand Tshuva is I'm going to stop sinning. But that's not the Ikar. It's not the Ikar. Ela Ikar inyan azivat achet. The reason why I want to stop sinning is because achet marchikit adam mikono. It's simply because achet stands between me, me and Abba. And that's why I want to leave the thing which stands in between me and Abba. Betachlit adam litkarev lekono. And the purpose of a person is to get close to Abba. Ulechach, alav la'azov et chet'o. She'al yedei azivat chet'o yasir et ha-mechitza beino leven kono. Who's a fan of mechitzas here? The kind of mechitzas that we don't want, right? No one wants these kind of mechitzas. So the author is saying something brilliant. Of course part of tshuva is leaving the world of averas. But why are you leaving the world of averas? You have to address that question. Why would you choose to stop sinning? Because it's wrong? Or 
because it, it creates a mechitza between you and Abba and Ima. Now, is there any difference between the two? Lemaisa? On a practical level, would you, if you stop sinning because it's bad or you stop sinning because you want to be close to Hashem, does it look different on a Lemaisa level of your life? What do you think? From the outside, it doesn't look. From the outside, it doesn't look different at all. One, it's, it's too complete. And see, in the Olam HaPnimi, it's completely, it's two completely different levels of life. On the outside, if I'm doing an Avera, and I either stop because I know it's wrong, or I stop because this, is a, this puts a damper, this puts a, a block between me and Abba, it doesn't look any different. It's the same thing. In the inner worlds, it's Olam Shalem Legamre. It's a completely different world, which is what he's trying to drive us towards. Okay? Remember, he's not trying to convince anyone to become a Baal Tshuva. He's trying to convince FFBs to realize they have to become Baal Tshuva. Like we said two weeks ago. Like, they have to. They have to. We'll, 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 we'll expand on this in a second. Hadam, and, and, the, and these ne- there's two words in this next paragraph that are key. Hadam muhrach litzor kesher nafshi im HaKadosh Baruch Kishrei Ava shel Avu Ben. Zohi Hamahut Haamitit shel Hachuba. This is so beautiful. Mahut Haamitit. How do you say Mahut Amitit? The true essence. Right. The true, true essence of Chuva is establishing what's called a Kesher Nafshi. Now, these two words are going to come up over and over and over again. Boketo. There's more in there, right? Yeah, there yeah, more in there? Okay. There's actually a whole organization called... Have any of you heard of this organization called Kesher Nafshi? Yeah, it sounded familiar, but I don't know. Kesher Nafshi. It's a, it's a pretty heavy thing. We'll talk about it. They just went to Medjibush with Rev Weinberger for Shabbos, this organization. Kesher Nafshi. It's very interesting. But what this author, what, what Rabbi Schwartz is telling us is that the true essence of tshuva is not... <laughs> that I'm going to stop talking Lashon Hara because I know it's a bad thing. The true, kesher, the true essence of tshuva is that I'm going to stop talking Lashon Hara because I have no access to Abba or to Ima like this. That's what it is. Because it, I don't have a... There's no kesher nafshi. Kesher na, I want you to think about these two words over and over again. Kesher nafshi. However you need to hear it. Kesher nafshi. A soul connection. Soul connection. This is the purpose of tshuva. This is the mahut ha'amitit for tshuva. We've learned many times the following statement. The Alter Rebbe says in the beginning of Igeris tshuva, which is essential to understand the world of tshuva, there's no way to understand. I just want to say, this is a good opportunity. I credit your son for opening up the whole world of the Alter Rebbe to me. I'm, I'm being serious. Moish flipped me over. You know this already. I have to tell you, but Moish's email is here. Mamash. Mamash. And I grew up around Lubavitch my whole life. Hashem knows exactly who needs what when. Mm-hmm. Your son ripped when I came in for that, for Zev's wedding. <laughs> a long time ago. Then. Wow. So the Alter Rebbe is, in the beginning of Vigeris Tshuva, he basically says, the beginning of Tshuva is, is basically coming to like a hachlata, um, that you're going to be compassionate on your own soul. That's the beginning of Tshuva. I'm going to have compassion. I'm, I'm going to discover self-compassion. A yid's way of discovering self-compassion 
is an Amsari, it's not TED Talks, even though those help. But a Yid's, a yid's way of discovering self-compassion is what he's saying over here, is that the true essence of tshuva is a kesher nafshi. Establishing a kesher nafshi is the greatest world of self-compassion that I can have in myself. That's, that's really the nekudah ha-pnimit. Kesher nafshi. Okay. Im adam rak chozer bo michata'av, ve'ino kosher kesher nafshi amok l'kadosh baruch hu, and this happens all the time, I stop... It's like I, I start the diet, but I don't do the inner work of a diet or someone that goes to 12 steps and they, they're clean, but they're not going to meetings or dealing with their sponsor. Anyone, any of you that know that world of the 12 steps program, they maybe they're not using anymore, but they're not establishing the Kesher Nafshi. I have many friends that felt too guilty to Mechal Shabbos. So they once said to me, well, we weren't Mechal Shabbos, but I wouldn't say we're Shomer Shabbos. You understand the difference? If I'm just not Mechaling Shabbos, so I don't have a Kesher Nafshi to Shabbos. So I'm not Mechaling Shabbos, but, but I don't have a Kesher Nafshi. And this is so important for us to understand in the context of Tshuva. Why? Because when it comes to Tshuva, quite often um, we, we feel fulfilled or that we were Yotze if it was just this non-Kesher Nafshi world of Tshuva. But hopefully we're reaching a world where that sounds totally Chinese to anyone who doesn't know Chinese. That that's not our language. I hope. Bezrat Hashem. Beken katav Rabbeinu Yona sharei Tshuva shar Aleph vezeh l'shono yavin levavo kira vemar azovo et Hashem. Ze ikara Tshuva. That the essence of Tshuva, of our living Tshuva, it's bitter to me. It's a bitter life living with the machitza with God. I might not want to acknowledge it, or I might be in a, under the illusion that there are no machitzas between me and Hashem, and I have the, it's all good. You know, all I just got to do is like what other religions do when it comes to just like, it's a very easy get out of jail free card, right? For instance, you know what the tikkun akleli is, right? But in, in Breslov, right? The Tikkun HaKlali is 10 kapitlach. Well, it's not. That's the thing. <laughs> that's what people think. That's what people think. Exactly. That's why I brought it up. People think all you got to do is say these 10 chapters of Tehidim by Rabbi Nachman's Tzion, give tzedakah, and if you're a man, according to the length of your payas, Rabbi Nachman will pull you out of Gehenim from your payas, and Akol Besedah. That's not a Jewish concept, and it's not what Rabbi Nachman said. Because there's one piece to that Tikkun HaKlali that for some reason gets lost in translation. Rabbi Nachman also says, and you decide to get your life together and do tshuva while you do all these things as well. That's not mentioned in the, in the brochures where like the welcoming into you. Know, huh? So it's a minor detail between the line. Read, but yeah. Mapitom. He's saying over here, uh, so I always think about that in this context that it's, it's part of the whole program, but a person has to understand trust the tzaddik what you and I really want more than just feeling clean is, is a kesher nafshi you know quite often in our lives we felt clean we have felt like maybe pure maybe not holy but we felt pure we're like I don't know what's going on I don't know what's so wrong in life I'm not doing this I'm not doing that avera. I'm not into that thing how come it's not working how come I'm not feeling because what you want is so much more than just the ability to refrain from doing bad things. 
you want so much more. Yeah. I feel like it's just the difference between serving Hashem as opposed to serving Hashem just from Yirah. So many of us, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, like we grew up you know, yeah, I was thinking my whole life. Oh, so we, 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 we grew up in the same city. thing, the same um, post Holocaust school, and, <laughs> and, that's what, yeah. and that's what they teach you. It's so much year, 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 year. It was good. It's good, but to a point, like where is the ahaba? Like where is that? That's where NCSY comes for day school children. Well, I, a few things. <laughs> One thing I think is that is that you you guys grew up. Not that you grew up so much. It's not you didn't grow up such ancient times. You grew up. It's not, you know, it's, it's a, like 30, 30, 40 years over the, after the Holocaust. Where but the, it's scary. That's what we... So here, here, we so, so listen what it's about. That was the news. <laughs> but even non-religious Jews, the left there and that, the world, the Jews, you know, Peru is because it was a shit in the face of the Holocaust. Right. Never get away again. Not, why are we Jewish? There was a few things, there's a lot of things to say about this, and I don't want to digress too much, but I want to talk about it, because he's going to talk about it, Sarah, actually, about what you brought up, right? About the Ahava needed to be... No, no, no. And I did, when I was in it, I was like... And it has to be. But it's right. But it has to be means to the next level. We, we learned this in this year a few years ago about don't think that you could be in this world of Ahavat Hashem if you have no idea what Yirat HaOnesh and Yirat HaRovimut is, which means you have to have a world of fear of punishment as well as fear of uh, being in awe of how awesome it is to be in the presence of God but it doesn't stop there. But there's a few things I want to say. One is that that, I'll say like this, just happened a few weeks ago. My brother and I were talking about a distant relative that's married to a, a non-Jew. And um, this is basically came after like post-Holocaust chinuch, right? And we always look at this cousin and, and we say, we actually say the name of the, just because we uh, dark humor, we say like the name of the Führer when we look at what happened over there, meaning that's not her cheshbon. You, you really, exp- uh, God, you really expect us to know what it means to love you after our grandparents were in ovens? Are you kidding me? So that's, a, oh my God, did he just say that? Yeah, I said that. I mean, that's, it's not our door anymore, though. It was, though. It was, it was your door and it was before that. Anyone, door? anyone, it's door. huh? It's still our door. It's less, no, we have, we have a, mean we have a. Like the no, it's even us. Even us today learning Torah right now couldn't learn in Eretz Yisrael, exactly, could not have learned Torah like this 40 years ago. No way. When you're in Eastern Europe, you guys aren't going from Pachetia to Pachetia. You're going to see what it was, not what it You have to come with us. No, 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 no. You have to come with us because. No, no, no. We, we, you know, when you're in Medjibush, when you're in Medjibush, it's a very startling thing that we started doing like two trips ago. Is that, yeah, it's all Baal Shentov and it's all, my God, you could visualize the whole thing. And then you find out that there's a huge Kever Achim of 3,000 Yidin that were buried in, one, in two big pits about 10 minutes from the Baal Shentov. Ifshar, Nachon. And, you know what? If you really, if, when we move our blinders, we realize in between jumping from the tzaddikim that we're flying, we're swimming in, in Jewish blood. Mamash. Honestly, as a Kayan, 
I probably, Bemet, should not be, you know, it's no, although my friend once asked Reb Shlomo, he was going with Reb Shlomo to Poland for his bar mitzvah, and he asked him, can I, you know, I'm a Kohen, can I do this? I think they were, going, they were about to go to Majdanek, you know, and Majdanek is like a big mountain, you know that famous mountain. Anywho, Reb Shlomo said, you know, we know this, that anyone that's killed Al-Kiddush Hashem, there's no Tumah by them. I'll, I'll tell you, you know what, I'll tell you something even more more touching the heart right now. Erev Shabbos, right before Shabbos, I got a call from very close friends of ours from Ranana, Rabbi Susie and Stuart Weiss. You know them, right? You've heard of them. She's from Cleveland originally. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I forgot. But he's, their son Ari was my best friend growing up. He was killed in, in the army. Ohel Ari. If you know Ranana, Ohel Ari is named after him. So, they're very, very close friends of ours, and in fact, they sponsored something in the shul, in memory of, in our shul, in memory of their son. So, they, I called, they were here for Shabbos, they're so cute, they had a, I can't believe this, they had a Bnei Akiva reunion, These, they're like, probably 70, and they had a Bnei Akiva reunion of their Shevet, <laughs> it was like, it's so cute, they had in the, in the, I don't know where they were exactly, but they came, and were very, very close. Very emotional and very, very close. Hevra, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. From Chicago. Say Cleveland first. She's from Cleveland. He's from Chicago. Stuart, Stuart Weiss is his name, Rabbi Stuart Weiss. Anyway, so like this. Wow, I didn't realize how many heavy things were. It's, it's, it's meant to be. So when their son was killed, Ari was killed. That's the Yumat. You did that Yom Azikaron with them. When their son was killed, this was, it's, going to be, uh, it's going to be 20 years, this Motzai Yisam Chastara, this coming one. And uh, the army came to the house, and maybe it was during the Shiva when this conversation happened. So the rabbi wanted, the father wanted to know who did Tahara on his son. He wanted to know. And the, they said to him, what do you mean? There's no, there's no Tahara on Chayalim Negev killed in action because there's it's complete tahara they're in a state of complete tahara so I never heard of this before but I take this of course it is of course it is but why am I saying all this this is all very heavy stuff right can you imagine talking about Ahavas Hashem right now so it's not it's not their fault was when I wanted to get back to what you brought up. There was no way. There, there, there was no way. It was impossible. They did, I think, the best they could, but I think that today, there's no excuses anymore. It's true. Then, it couldn't. Yeah, for Av and Ben, I could only relate to God as a very, very distant second uncle or something. Like, that's the closest I could relate. Because how could I talk to Hashem? How could I talk to Hashem as an... Uh, why would I want a Kesher Nafshi? Like we're speaking about over here. Why would I want a Kesher Nafshi? So for years, no one spoke with the way we were speaking because it wasn't politically correct. Because it may me'orer chalila, some like heavy feelings. Meanwhile, you have a whole door of deep spiritual seekers that need to speak like this. And they couldn't find anyone in Yiddishkeit to talk like this. So where did they run to? Sorry. India. Yeah. Real struggles 
and have a Kesher Navshi is probably still really difficult. I'm not saying we shouldn't try, but I'm saying we shouldn't just limit it to that generation. There's, there's two ways of looking at this. One is Yachid and one is Klau, Prat and Klau. On an individual level, since the first parents in the world who were bereaved parents because their son killed their other son, there's been a problem of being able to have a Kesher Navshi with Hashem. A million percent. The first parents in the world buried a child. It's, it's insane. But as a cloud, the Nishmat HaUmah, what Rav Kuk would call, as the soul of the people, and probably what the Rebbe was trying to, what Babich Rebbe was trying to reignite in a way that only, you know, he could, was that the Yachid will always have, in every generation, it's true. But as a people, on a mission, with a destiny and a destination, it's, it's a different story today, on a cloud level, okay? But all this I'm saying in order to, um, to explain this Sefer. This Sefer is not what we call in Yiddish shtochs. You know what a shtoch is? A shtoch is like you're trying to stick it to someone. You're like trying to make them feel bad. Polish guilt. It's not Polish guilt, huh? Jab, yeah. Shtoch, what, what, what he's trying to explain without saying it is that we have the privilege now in our door to be in tune with things that our previous dorot probably weren't able to establish, and it's not their fault either. Is this part of what triggered so much of the mismanagement? The Belshemto was trying to teach that you can have this kind of thing. It could be, and there are pogroms happening while that's happening, so maybe that was an Indian, yeah, it could very well be. Because it's a threat. It's also, the same thing happened. They talk about this a lot in parenting. In the research, they say that there was this authoritative parenting, right? So the parents, like in previous gen before us, that if you didn't listen to your parents, they take out their rights <laughs> or whatever, you know? And then it swung to the other side, and it was too lenient. Too lenient. Right. And the child led the way. Right. It's like free-range parenting. And now we're swinging back. Bezratashun. Samchut, authority, the new authority, yeah. Okay, so let's let's go back inside now and let's see how he how he continues to develop this. It says in the Gemara Yuma, Amar Ablevi, Amar Ishlakish Gdola Tshuva Shizdonos Nasa Luke Keshgogos. Tshuva so big because when you do tshuva, the things that you did wrong. Zadon, which means you did it wrong consciously, you did an Avera, they become, they're considered to be a Shgaga, a mistake, accident. Shneemar, like Hoshea Navi says, Shuva Yisrael ad Hashem Elokecha ki kashalta ba'avonecha. Ha'avon me'ezidhu, v'kakari le michshol. Eini, v'ha'amar eshlok yish gdola tshuva, shenzdonot na'asa lo kizchuyot, I'm just, I know I, I read a lot, but it's just to inject into us what the point of this memory of Chazal is. That the Gemara is saying, when do tshuva, there's two, there's two memories in the Gemara. One says, tshuva makes your averas into mistakes, considered to be mistakes. And one says that all the bad things you did actually become schuyot, become mitzvahs. So which one is it? He says, no, it's not, it's not, it's okay. 
when you do tshuva out of yira, maybe you get a clean slate. Like maybe it's like in the cheshban and shemaim, it's like all the things you did bad are considered to be mistakes. Like it's not your fault. But when you do tshuva out of ahava, out of love, then what ends up happening to all the averes you did? They actually become schuyot. Now that's crazy, right? But you know how we see this in the Jewish in the calendar. We said this to her once. I think it's from Rabbi Yitzchak B'ditcher. I don't remember exactly. But um, who's into Tashlich here? Is anyone like really into Tashlich? Yeah, I once stayed in the house of a, of a. I couldn't believe this. I think I shared this with you. I was in Sydney. I was in a. No, I was in a. In a, in, K, in a Johannesburg for Shabbos. And the Rav, I stayed at a Rav's house. Very nice guy. Mamash. Big Tamil Chacham. And the first thing I noticed when I walked into his house was this Gavadic pond. Right when you walk into his house, like right outside his house in his garden, I'm like, wow, this is such a beautiful pond. This is like, this is like an amazing tashlich, right? He said, we're, we're them. we don't need to do tashlich. There's nothing to put in there. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know if he was joking or not, but there was... Huh? It was, I don't know, I don't know. Anyway, what happens, what happens on Tashla? Okay, so, what do I do? When do I, when do I throw my Averas, so to speak, into the water? At what point? It's Rosh Hashanah. What's Rosh Hashanah? The beginning of Tshuva Me Yir'ah, right? Yom Adin. What's the Simcha of Sukkis all about? I go back to the water, Simcha's Besa Sho'eva, I draw out Right? I go to that water where I threw my Averas in, and I, now I draw out my Averas, and, I, and it's the biggest Simcha Am Yisrael ever had. Why? Because those Averas became mitzvahs now. So we see it even on the Luach that this thing really does happen. That from Tshuva out of Yira, it's okay, may, okay, so I'm clean again. But we just spoke about it two minutes ago. But then Tshuva out of Ahava, these, these Averas become Shuyas, and then I feel a Kesher Nafshi again, which is how we understood what, everything we said right now, based on the Gemara. Lo Kashiya, Kan Me'ahava, Kan Me'ira. Fourth line from the bottom of this paragraph, Mevuar Bagmara, Sheim Adam Oset Tshuva Me'ira, Adain Yesh Mechitza, Hamafsika Beno Levin Kono. This is amazing. You do Tshuva out of Yira, out of it's the wrong thing, I should stop doing it. Yes, you need to do it, but you know what you still have? You still have a Mechitza. It's robotic. Yeah, but think about it. You do it, even if it's something you need to do, it's the beginning of tshuva. You can't jump to tshuva out of ahava. You have to have tshuva out of... Yeah, but it, you have to realize it's the beginning of the process. Sorry? The road, the robotic that you have to have before you get to the But you have to be aware that that first shlav you could still be with a mechitza in your life with Hashem after doing something very essential. Like, it could still be. There could still be a mechitza. It's, look, look, not that we should ever know of this. Between husband and wife, you can have a tiff, right? And you could also both apologize. Tshuva Meira, there's still a thick mechitza in the room. But I did tshuva. No, you did tshuva out of Yira because, you're, because you need to do that. Don't run to the... The tshuva out of Ahava, you can't run to that. But it's important for us to understand that just like it works like that between Adam Ishto and Adam Chavero, it's the same thing with the Yerbono Shalom. You can't run to tshuva out of Ahava. 
But understand, even the beginning over here, you could still have a mechitza, even after you do something good and holy and clean and pure. But it's shlav aleph, it's not kesher and afshin. You want to say something? Yeah. Um, no, I just, like, the relationship between a parent and child is, it's mamash this, right? It's like there's like this great connection that happens afterwards where there's like mommy this is why I did it this is why I did it and really like I wanna I wanna and then the connection is stronger and then there's a hug and then you know that week there's like a coffee date (laughs) I don't know there's like a time spent together and it's like wow that's like mamash that's the Tshuva Me'ava that's Simchaz Bezah Shreva yeah that's beautiful did you want to say something? I saw you raised your hand before. Your eye itself is a machita. Interesting. Is yira itself a machita? You see, Rav Cook says that, that Rav Cook says that real real yira Hashem means that I'm petrified to lose the love. That's what that's how Rav Cook understands yira Hashem. So that's not, that's not a mechitza. It's more, I'm in such a state of awe. I've tasted what it means to be close. And I do anything in the world to make sure I never cause a, a, a blockage from that feeling that I know I once had. That's a deeper understanding of yira. I guess yira it's a much better understanding. I like yeah. it much better. Yeah, me too. <laughs> there's, also, there's also another level that there's the yira of the, the yitzhara inside of me. I'm a little scared of myself of what I'm capable of. Of doing. Because yesterday I heard Dina, um, Dina Rack speak at Michelle Shadows at the Michelle's. She spoke at the end of the Shabbaton. Mm-hmm. And she gave a really, really interesting insight on Fina Yigal mm-hmm. and how it can make sense. Because after, and we, all, like, we all ask this because it's such an like, obvious question. How could they have done that after Makantora? It doesn't make any sense. You just reach the highest level. And then she, she said, imagine it was a movie, like a modern day movie. And a couple is dating for a really, really long time, and the girl is waiting for the, the boy to propose. And finally, he proposes. And the next day, she wakes up, and she's in a panic. Like, oh my God, wait, what did I just like commit to? And she feels this heavy burden, this heavy weight of, like, I'm going to lose my freedom. So she goes out, and she cheats on him with, her, with his best friend. And then she does it subconsciously, so he'll find out. You just heard the same story, but with the, the guy doing this. Because the boy told this about our Shabbos table. The same exact story, same, same but like Michelle. a boy, not the girl. Same Michelle. Okay, so then he breaks up with her. And then, she, and then she regrets. And she's like, what have I done? What have I done? And it was all because of this fear of this yeah. commitment, right? So we all mess up. All of us mess up sometimes. Because we have this, like, interesting inside of us. And so that's also something to be afraid of. It's like, and to be aware of. I have this presence <coughs> inside of me. And that's why I lose my cool and I yell at my kid or I yell at my spouse. And, mm. and, I, and I might do that again next week. I know I just apologized and I meant it. Mm-hmm. And I meant it, you know. So that's and not that, right. It's still inside of me, that, that part. No, listen, the reason you both know about it is because it's Chazal's mashal. 
That's that's Chazal. That's huh? why the boy told it off. I, I'm sorry. No, no, but honestly, men. without reading too much into this, Chazal, <laughs> Chazal do say it was a kala. <laughs> so they do say it was a kala. Now, I guess in the yeshiva they tell the boys. The lashon of Chazal is kekala shezinta tachat chupata. It's very heavy lashon. Yeah, but it's just the context of Am Yisrael's the kala. Am Yisrael's the kala. The shechina is mekabel. It's not. What's that? It's under the chuppah, which is even like, even like, even like, uh, yeah. Okay, let's. Let's go back and let's finish this paragraph. So again, מבואר בגמרא שיאם אדם מסת שובה מירא עדיין יש מחיצה המפסיקה בנו לבן קנו מיקבנ שלא נימח כחית. When your chet becomes a mis- a, like a mistake, it's still there, it's just a mistake. Only when a person comes to a world of tshuva me'ahava, living tshuva out of love, then the chet actually becomes erased. Not just that it become erased, it's not that there's an empty, vacant space there. Ha'chet afech l'schut. There's a mitzvah there. There's a, there's a beautiful thing there. Be'ofen zeh, en mechitza ha'mafseket ben ha'adam leven kono. And in this way, what stops being is a mechitza. Now if you notice the way he's been talking, he, he's driving this home because he says, you know what tshuva really is? It's that it, what we really want and what we really are hopefully connecting to is that more than just knowing we're doing right, we want to feel, Hashem, that you're not hiding from me anymore. And we want to feel like we're not hiding from you. We want to feel there's no mechitza, and that it's fine, and it's okay, and you see me in my weakness, and uh, you see me in my greatness, and it's okay, because you know in my heart of hearts, I always want to just be close to you, and suddenly I just get lost. This comes, about, this comes from a kesher nafshi with the Yibon There's no other way. This comes from a kesher nafshi. So what he's driving home is, even more than guiding us to be people that stop messing up, which is what the Torah is a guide for you to stop messing up, what we really, really want, really, really want with the world of tshuva, of living tshuva, in a, in a safe place, is that, and, and I connect very much to what you're saying, El, about I know the places in me that I'm capable of doing when I'm not in check. And I know, Hashem, when there's a mechitza, I build even a higher mechitza. It get, that mechitza goes even, it, somehow it gets even higher and higher because I'm more in tune with the place in me that really just gave up. And so many people have given up on the process because they never learned that the point of tshuva is kesher nafshi. Like how, so many of my friends that checked out in high school, they said, listen, the reason I checked out is because, you know, in Kita Yud, one Rav told me, explained to me how I'm going to hell or something like that. And I actually bought it. I bought his word. Like, I bought what he said. And by the time I could turn around, the machitza was just up. The tower was like up in Shem. There was nowhere to start climbing. Right? So then the Baal Shem Tov comes and says, hey, let me show you. Come dig. You know, the, the Rebbe Marash would say, maybe, but the Baal Shem Tov is coming and he's saying, no, 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 look, look, check it out. It's this, if you go into the roots... Right? And you plow, you dig into the root of this binyan of a mechitza. Tocho, you all know, ratzuf, 
אהבה, that really בפנים, בפנים בפנים, beneath this מחיצה that was established, just dig, just do some חפירה, just do some root work, and you'll see this whole thing להתפורר. This whole thing is going to להתפורר. Gaining back to us a kesher nafshi. So, again, I thought we were going to do a lot, a lot more. Hashem runs the world, exactly. HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. I just want to, I want to point out again that, and it's important for me, this sefer is not meant to be this Polish guilt type of, it's not meant to be that. It's supposed to be, I really feel strong about this. is that we did the best we could in circumstances that none of us would have ever, if we lived before 1939, none of us would have ever, 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 ever imagined that such atrocity and such a churban of a kesher nafshi could happen. Remember, we were learning in the Eish Kodesh, you could learn about the Eish Kodesh and his life just based on his herot shulayim, based on his footnotes, on his own sefer. Because he writes in one of the parshiyas, In the beginning of the ghetto, he writes, you know, we've, uh, we haven't seen such atrocities since Churban Bayi Cheney, right? A year later in the Ish Kodesh, he does it. You see, he, he crosses it out and he writes, it's not true. <clears throat> This is much worse than whatever happened in Bayi Cheney. Go figure trying to establish a Kesher Nafshi with people that are in touch with Pneumius of the Pneumius of the Pneumius of everything, the where there's a description of a world of the largest Mechitza that ever took place in the world. I don't, it's very hard for me to connect the stories of Yidin that are walking around between Amazim and, and saying hello. Like, I don't connect to those stories. I don't, I've, I have no idea what to do with those stories. You know what I mean? Like these numerical stories within the in the gas chambers, and I don't know what to do, like singing Animamin, I have no idea what to do with them. Mashiach is the only thing that's going to come and try to, you know, make sure, but, but, even though that's true, we're, we're living with the art of the Geula right now, with, with moments of very, very, like, strong Mechitzah still, but look, what, look at Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, look, look what's going on. Look at the Tnu'ah of the Nefesh, of the Am, through music of today. Just through, just through the music of today, capturing the spirit of the Am today. It's a different door. Rav Kook spoke about, when he spoke about Tshuva in the 20s, describing how Tshuva is going to infiltrate all these areas of the Neshama that we didn't think is Shaykh to Tshuva. Every word here is Rav Kook. He would never say this because I don't think he's from the same school of thought, so to speak. But it's all one. In Shemaim, it's all one anyway. So again, the, for, for this week, you have to remember these two words, Kesher Nafshi. The mahut of tshuva, the essence of tshuva is establishing a kesher nafshi, which means a world without the mechitzas. And that's what, we're really, that's what we really, really want. And hopefully, Be'ezer Hashem, every time we get to learn, the point of our learning should be more and more of tearing down that unnecessary mechitza that we've never wanted. And I don't know how it got there in the first place. It's okay to put some of it on Hashem. Breathe that in. It's okay. And it's okay to also put some of it on us too. It's a, it's a dance. We're in this together. And hopefully we should have a lot of koyach to continue doing this avodah kadosha together. Okay. Shukayach everyone.